0: You're listening to episode number 31 of the Healthiest Angels podcast. Can you believe how many episodes have been released since the day we started about five months ago? It's incredible the number of guests that we've had on the show. If you don't know me already, I am Lindsay Mustard. I am your host, holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and doTERRA wellness advocate. I have had the absolute pleasure of interviewing one of my favorite people on earth, one of my mentors, my role models, and one of the ladies who was responsible for getting me into the career path I am in now. Joy McCarthy is a serial entrepreneur. She is a mom. She is one of the most joyous people that I have ever encountered, and I am beyond ecstatic to have her on today's show. Joy delves into so many juicy topics. We're talking about the gut microbiome and how important it is for our kids. We're talking about crafting a joyously beautiful blood sugar balanced meal, but we're also talking about crafting some of the habits to create joyous health year round. Joy is a ray of sunshine. She is one of the most positive people that I know, but she is also one of the few people who is able to simplify and just give tangible and realistic health and wellness information so that you can go ahead and you can implement it in your life today. Joy is a two-time author. And by the time this episode will be released, I believe her third one will be out as well. She is the author of Joy's Health and Joy's Detox. And there's the Joy's Health cookbook coming out shortly in November or December. She is a full-time blogger, a full-time nutritionist, and she also has her own podcast that she hosts with her husband, Walker. She is the mama to Vienna, and she is the friend to Megan Telpner, Julie Daniluk, and Marnie Wasserman, three other powerhouse female ladies in the holistic and the health and wellness space. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you: if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. It is the best way to help us pull up in ranks, pull up in popularity, and to also essentially be discovered by more people. Today's review, I love reading these because it is just—it's so much fun when I get to hear how you guys are benefiting from the podcast and just in terms of what you're looking to take more from. Um, I, I love hearing what you guys are learning, and I look forward to reading these when I wake up and when I get a notification saying that a new one has been left. So uh, today's episode is actually the review is being read by Carolyn Wright. Lindsay is the kindest person. She is willing to share her vast knowledge and strives to make the world a better place one person at a time. I have learned so much from this wonderful woman. So if you're looking to learn ways to make your life more healthy, she's the woman to lead you to the changes that will stick once you learn them. Oh, Carolyn, I have known you for years and I absolutely love you and adore you. And uh, again, if you can rate and review the podcast, that would be instrumental for our growth and uh, just for helping us get discovered. The other thing that you can do is you can screenshot a picture of you listening to the podcast, or you can screenshot a picture of you, you personally listening to it by doing a boomerang or out for your walk or wherever you listen to the podcast, show me, show me what your environment is. Tag me in the stories in your Instagram stories so I can share it on my feed as well. I love seeing how you guys are listening, consuming content, and learning, and helping to benefit your life. If you haven't already, please do make sure that you jump in and join the Healthy Essentials uh, Facebook group. It's a pri- sorry, private group for females only. It's an easy way that you can interact with me. I drop a lot of recipes, knowledge bombs, essential oil facts, and all of the blends there. So it's a great way that you can ask me some one-on-one questions, but you can also get some additional support and encouragement from ladies who are just like you. The Healthy Essentials group is where it is at, but the second best place to be is listening to this podcast episode today with Joy McCarthy. I am so stoked to bring you all of the wisdom and knowledge that she is about to bombard us with, but in the simplest way possible. You can find Joy on her website at joyshealth.com and also on her blog. She is a YouTube star, a podcast host, and a holistic nutritionist who you need to watch present. She knows how to entertain a crowd, but more importantly, she knows how to teach. I am stoked to be able to welcome her onto the podcast today. So without further ado, let's bring her on. Welcome back to the Healthy Essentials Podcast. My name is Lindsay. I'm your host and I'm interviewing one of my dear friends and role models, Joy McCarthy. Uh, She is the founder of Joy's Health that started, what, 10 years ago now? Yeah, it's been a decade now. And I worked with you actually on my, I think it was my 16th or 17th birthday. Yeah. And uh, you were the reason why I got into holistic nutrition. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. I remember it was, uh, yes, 17th birthday. My mom sent me on a a trip to Toronto with my dad and it was a surprise trip. And we took the train in. Mm -hmm. And on the train, I got your health intake form that I had to go through. And I remember going through some health challenges at that time. And I remember writing down my banana ice cream (laughs) uh, for my breakfast. But um, yes, it was the best birthday gift I could have ever been given was to have the opportunity to work with you. So you are in Toronto at the moment. Um, You're also running an entire online business. You have an amazing husband, an amazing daughter, and an awesome team working for you. Um, Tell us more about you, Joy. Yeah. So I'm, as as you mentioned, a nutritionist, I started
1: doing this about 10 years ago, but you know, I feel that I've been a student of nutrition my whole entire life. I've always been so interested in the human body, how it works, what our body does when it eats, what's inside our body. And it's just mm-hmm. been something since I, I remember like as a little girl, I remember I had this, um, book that my parents gave me that like, taught you all about the different cells in your body and your red blood cells. And I just remember staring at it for like hours, like just before I could <laughs> even read. I remember just looking at these pages and being so fascinated what the human heart looks like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, throughout throughout the decades, because I'm in my 40s now, throughout the decades, uh, things have evolved and changed. And I've, you know, had different health issues uh, that I've dealt with. And in my teens and my early 20s, Uh, I had a health issue, I had hormonal imbalance and I, I couldn't, I couldn't seem to solve it through, um, you know, going the traditional route of seeing doctors and specialists. So it wasn't until I did my own research, uh, because back then it wasn't commonplace to like go online and find a holistic nutritionist or a naturopath. Mm -hmm. It wasn't mainstream the way it is now. So I really had to figure it out myself. Uh, and I did, And that inspired me to to then go back to school. I went back to school in my late 20s after having a career in marketing and advertising already. I went back to school to study uh, nutrition. And when I was there, it was like the greatest academic years of my life. I just loved it so much. I was like, this is what I was supposed to do Um, Mm -hmm. way back when. Because before um, I studied marketing. Uh, before I had my job, my full-time job, I was actually looking at becoming a dietitian and investigating the different universities. And I was so close to applying to Guelph. Uh, oh, and then I a great didn't. Program. Yeah, I didn't yeah. apply there um, because there was just something sitting with me that I was like, oh, I just don't know. Do I want to become a dietitian? Is that for me? There was just something there that, I don't know, it was a gut feeling. I didn't. And then I'm glad you didn't know, follow it. Yeah, and then like years later, I went and studied holistic nutrition, and basically here I am today.
0: <laughs> well, for someone who uh, might not know too much about holistic nutrition versus dietetics, and um, and just being a, a general nutritionist, can you talk a little bit about what are the differentiating factors between being a dietitian and a holistic nutritionist? Yeah.
1: So I feel like this is a very polarizing topic because people get very heated about this and very angry <laughs> yes. on both sides. So I'm going to tread lightly on this one and just say that I feel <laughs> like the biggest difference, if you, everyone knows, know what a naturopathic doctor is and you know what a medical doctor is. I feel like when you compare the differences, it's very similar when you consider a holistic nutritionist to a dietician. Um, obviously we have different education We're taught more on prevention. We learn all about the evidence-based modalities that, you know, whether it's herbal medicine or Mm -hmm. natural supplementation in practice. As a holistic nutritionist, you learn so much about that aspect of wellness. Um, But that being said, there's lots of dieticians, just like there's lots of medical doctors who then do their own research um, and look at all of the other complementary um, therapies out there. And, uh, you know, they become a more well-rounded practitioner. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's, that's kind of my answer.
0: <laughs> no, and I, I think that's great, too. And you used a great analogy in terms of how to, how to compare. And at the end of the day, everyone has the same goal, um, ideally, is yeah. to make sure that the, the client is getting, getting better and, and, you know, living their happiest, healthiest life. But
1: I think exactly. when it
0: comes to being a holistic nutrition, that, that word holistic encompasses all of what we do and that it has to be a whole body, a whole life, um, a whole mindset approach. And there's so many other moving elements and it's usually not so much centered around food. Yes, again, we get great energy from the food that we eat, but it's also lifestyle and mindset and relationships and and all of those other factors that play into um, your health and well being. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. So you said that you came into holistic nutrition after, um, already having a marketing career and you went through your own health challenges. Um, when you first started, what were some of the changes that you started to make when you started to take the first steps to getting healthy? And, and I believe you were also eating pretty healthy for what you thought was healthy. at Yes. The time, yeah. Well. Yeah. So it really was. Can well, you walk us I through it a was... little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. Take the rain. I totally can. Okay. So,
1: you know, I had a lot of digestive problems. I was like chronically bloated and constipated. So one of the first changes I made was I thought, okay, maybe this like skim milk that I'm putting on my breakfast every morning is not doing me any good. So I switched to soy milk, Um, but then I developed a sensitivity (laughs) to soy because then I was, you know, I was only using soy milk. It was, I was absolutely addicted to it. Like I could do you know, granola with soy milk, and then I'd have a latte in the afternoon. And so I developed a full-on sensitivity to soy. So Mm -hmm. it was definitely an evolution. It wasn't just like I snapped my fingers one day and I was better. Getting off the dairy really helped my digestion and helped my eczema. Also eating less gluten. Um, But back then, like who the hell knew what gluten was? It was just for me, it was eating a little less bread um, and less like pasta because you couldn't like this is, keep in mind, this is in like the, let's think, this is in the late 90s, early 2000s. So it wasn't like you could just, it wasn't that like there was a health food store in every corner and you could go and find a delicious loaf of gluten-free bread that tasted the same as its yeah. glutinous cousin. Um, so <laughs> I definitely had to do more digging. But one big thing that made a major difference that I noticed probably within three weeks was when I started incorporating more fats and therefore I had a lot more calories in my diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just started using olive oil instead of, you know, all my salads were like low fat dressings. I was so fat phobic. So I started eating avocados and eating olives, um, and not being worried if there was a lot of fat in like the yogurt I was eating. So I ate lots of fat and that I noticed right away, like, wow, my skin looked so much better and my hair looked healthier healthier. Um, because I was just able to produce more oils in my scalp in those glands and you know those oils that you release from your scalp are like your hair's like natural shine and it's like a Mm -hmm. natural um, hair conditioner so the first things I changed obviously were these subtle changes to my diet and then I also made some healthy lifestyle changes you know I was in a long-term relationship where I was just really not It wasn't like I was dreadfully unhappy. I was just like, meh, this is okay. I guess I'm going to be with this person forever because it was like my high school sweetheart. But it wasn't, I just wasn't really happy. I wasn't really, you know, thriving. And and this was before I obviously went back to school to study nutrition. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. But my partner at the time was like, no, we can't do that. We have to pay this mortgage. You need to keep working where you're working. And I Mm -hmm. felt so trapped. So for sure, one of the big changes to my health was when I got out of that relationship because it just, I didn't realize how much that like low grade stress was affecting me on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. And it it accumulates over time as well. If we think back to not just food, but stress and then everything else that can start to compile, it's not just, we wake up one day and we, we see it all. It just, it happens progressively. And then we're like, oh, we we don't realize how unhealthy or unhappy we are until you know, we have that, that moment. Yeah. And, totally. well, and it's funny too, because I, I could never picture you with anyone other than Walker. Yeah,
1: like, I know. I can't imagine <laughs> either, but I didn't meet yeah. Walker until I was in my thirties. Um, amazing. Yeah. And I really thought like, I had a few, you know, I dated throughout my twenties and I had a few relationships that were, you know, maybe a couple of years long. And then I just like, was getting to a point where I was like, I am not going to find, I'm not going to find that one person. I was getting like really, and sure, I'm only in like my twenties at the time, but I was just getting really disenchanted with love. Uh, and then, you know, I, one of my clients that I was working with, she's like, she told me she met like the love of her life. And I had been, um, working with her and consulting her prior before prior to her meeting this guy. So I had seen, I had seen in her this transformation of her like finding someone and like yeah. being so happy. And she gave me hope. This woman, <laughs> her name was Kim. I remember her still. And I like telling this story because I was like, you know what, that's going to happen to me. And, yeah. and sure enough it did. And I, I re- I same, I can't imagine my life without anyone other than Walker. It just like doesn't even make
0: sense. And you guys have to go and listen to their podcast because it's, <laughs> it's the most entertaining, but also hilarious show. Um, <laughs> Thank and, you. And I think a lot of people look to you guys though, as you know, hope that like true love or their partner is, does exist or that they'll find them one day. But um, no, I, I think that you guys are an awesome power couple. And what I love is that you work together, but you can also have a relationship, but also um, run a business yeah. together and you both have your fortes. So I think it's, um, it's really admirable to, to watch and um, love love hearing both of your perspectives, especially on the podcast and thank uh, you. Even, yeah, and even going through your business, um your business school, so the Joyce Health Business School, that was also amazing and enlightening.
1: Yeah, and that was all Walker's idea. He wanted to put that um online program together and I was like, you're nuts. That <laughs> is gonna take so much work and I just don't know I have it in me. So the Joyce Health Business Program definitely would have never come to life if it wasn't for Walker, because he was pushing me on that for quite a while. He's like, Joy, you know, you do business coaching like willy-nilly here and there. We have so much to offer the community. And <laughs> I knew, I I knew he was right about all these things, but I just couldn't wrap my head around the monstrosity of that project. But then I also at the time and with a lot of things at Joyce House, sometimes I feel like I'm stuck in my own head that it's just me and no joyous health is not just me anymore. It's a whole team and I'm Mm -hmm. not just in this alone and that, you know, I can do, we can do lots of things because there's more than just me. So I have to sort of get out of my head. And also I want to say, you know, it is I love working with Walker. We have a podcast, we live together, we work together, but we definitely have our moments that we get frustrated (laughs) with each other too. I'm sure we've like argued on the podcast before. (laughs) Um, and maybe it wasn't uh, cut out, edited out, but you know, it's not like, it takes work. Like we have to make a point of like making each other a priority as well, especially like being parents. We just actually had a conversation about this last night and I was saying to him, you know, like we really have to make sure like we're super affectionate with Vienna. You know, Mm I, like, I, I think of it like when one of us comes home from the office or someone comes home from being out, what's the first thing you do? You go and hug and kiss your kid. And then your wife or your, your spouse, you're just like, oh yeah, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was talking to him but I'm like, you know what? Like we got to like make each other, we, th- this takes work too. We got to make sure that we, you know, really make carve out time for each other and, and um, love each other and hug and kiss. So even us, we, yes, we have a great relationship, but we, we have to work on it too at times. And, um, and, you know, being a parent, is a really big job. And I think we both do a great job at that, but we have to do an even better job and remind
0: ourselves to also
1: be there for each other.
0: Yeah. And that's taking care of one of your own pillars of health, right? Of, um, of love and relationships too. So I think that, yes, yes that's super, super important. But, um, it's funny cause I have a couple of friends who got married and they said that the, the relationship was easy. It's the marriage that's hard work. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're, like, just making sure that you have time for each other, that you're it out, you're still putting in the work. For sure, um, for sure. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people do it for the relationship part, and then once they're married, they're like, got it. (laughs) Yeah, see,
1: I didn't feel like that. I didn't feel like anything changed when we got married, but definitely when we had Vienna, um, you're just, like, spreading, your love is just getting spread thinner. So I found even more so um, having a child, we really have to, like, make a point – uh, even just like having a date, like hiring a babysitter. Cause we don't have family that lives like super close by. So mm-hmm. it's not like I can just call up my mom and be like, Hey, can you come over a Wednesday night? Cause Walker and I really need to spend some time together. Um, so now I, like I have dates scheduled up to December that That's I know awesome. a babysitter is coming. So we have, I'd say we, you know, we get out, at least once a month sometimes twice a month where it's just walker and i because you know what it has to be separate from work like even though we spend all this time together at work it's just different when we're Mm -hmm. going out for dinner and we're just really enjoying each other's company it's completely different than being each other's company every day you know in the office kind of nine to five like we need that time to like reconnect and it's always so nice every time we do it I'm like Walker this is the best I love you so much Aww. like we have to do this more it's so important um it's so
0: important for our relationship yeah and you, well you guys have come you've been married for a number of years now but you had Vienna close to four years ago right she just celebrated yeah yeah exactly yep she just turned four and I think one of the um, if someone's been following you for a while, cause I know a couple of people on my, or actually not a, a lot of people on my, um, who follow me on Instagram, know of you. Cause I have mentioned you so many times. And uh, one of the things I've loved is watching your business evolve after having Vienna. Cause you took a bit more of a food focus on kids um, yes. and around what they're eating. And totally one of the recent things you did was partner with genuine health. And that yeah. was for the kids um, gut microbiome line. So there's the gut superfoods and then the fish oil and it's a berry flavor and then a cherry flavor for the fish oil. Is that right? Yeah,
1: the fish oil. We have a cherry and it's a grape flavor for the um, organic gut superfoods for the powder. And then yeah. the probiotics are a chewable that tastes, it tastes like uh, lemonade. Oh, But when adults try it, adults always think it's super sour. It's the funniest thing. The probiotics, huh. they find them very sour, whereas kids, uh, the kids love them. It's always interesting seeing what people say about the, the flavor, particularly of the probiotics, which I also love.
0: Well, I, I actually ordered the fish oil and I've been using that for salad dressing to make uh, like a dark, uh, dark cherry balsamic. Oh, um, good idea. And then pouring it. It's really good. Um, But one of the things I actually want want you to talk about is the importance of feeding your kids healthy, whole, real food. So what are, actually, let's start back in terms of when you first had Vienna. So what were some of the first foods you were introducing to her? What did you find that she doesn't react so well to that you kept out of her diet? And then um, delve into the the importance of the gut microbiome for your kid.
1: Yeah, totally. So when Vienna was, I think around like, she started getting teeth early. Um, and she was very interested in food around four and a half, five months, and she was holding her head up really well. And those are a lot of the signs that you look for, uh, when you're considering introducing food. So the standard, the gold standard is kind of like, don't introduce food until they're six months of age, but then there's, you know, a bit of a gray area. Some people introduce a little bit earlier, I think just knowing your baby. So the first thing that I want to say around like five months The first thing that I introduced to Vienna was bone broth. And the reason I did that was because I really wanted to help with um, her gut, the development of her gut, because the gut is very leaky in babies Mm -hmm. for a purpose, because when you're breastfeeding, you want to have massive absorption because they have such rapid growth and development in the first year you want, the gut is very leaky. So it absorbs absolutely everything. So this is why you need to be careful Uh, Mm -hmm. when you do start introducing food so bone broth was the first thing she absolutely loved it but the first solid food she did not like (laughs) so the first solid food we gave her was it was funny it was avocado and both walker and i we like carved out time where we were both at home so that we could get this (laughs) on video give vienna avocado and you know have like mind blow, mind-blown emojis everywhere that she was in love with it and she was just like what the hell is this <laughs> she was not into it and I was like oh and then I started doing some more reading and researching and understanding that like a lot of times the first foods like babies they don't really care for because they've been having mama's milk or if they've been mm-hmm. on infant formula so anyways if we, we gave it a few more tries so we did obviously all like single whole foods um, and we built from there. You know, our pediatrician was like, "Oh, at like four and a half months, she's like, you can start giving Vienna brown rice cereal." I was like, "Ah, uh, I think I, did. I didn't tell this." I'm like, "Yeah, it's okay, yeah. thank you." I'm always like so polite. I actually love our pediatrician; she's amazing. Um, but you know, from a nutritional perspective, I don't always take the advice. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, "Yeah, yeah, thanks." And then we waited on grains, but we didn't wait as long as I know a lot of other practitioners will. They're very, very firm that they wait until a year. Uh, but we did not do that we there was like an organic oat and amaranth cereal that we gave her probably I want to say around like seven months maybe honestly it was just more for like convenience and I felt like she was dealing with all the different foods really well so we did lots of vegetables uh, like zucchini and sweet potato she was addicted to so lots of color lots of foods to like really nourish the gut microbiome because Colorful foods, the more color in your diet you have, the better because colorful foods have lots of phytonutrients, phyto means plants. So literally thousands of nutrients. So if you want to give your kids a healthy diet, make sure they have lots of color. And also there's certain types of foods that are have polyphenols and polyphenols are very prebiotic. So um, prebiotics are the food for the probiotics. So it's really it is so like the first the first three years of a child's life and, and what they're eating is really setting the stage for their life. So what you do when your child is really, long, really young nutritional-wise has such a positive impact. And, and also I say that, I also want to say that it's also not too late. You know, if you have an 8-year-old or a 10-year-old and, you know, you have struggled getting them to eat healthy food, it's never too late. Like you can. But the, the most important thing I would say is as a parent that you first need to eat well. Your kids need to see (laughs) that you eat well. Like don't expect your kid to eat their broccoli if you don't eat your broccoli too.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the, the cool things that I love working with clients is when their kids start to follow suit as well, because mm. mom made, you know, black bean brownies or mom made a purple smoothie and then they get a little bit curious and then you can start to pique their interest and get them to try it. Um, but one of the things that I, I wanted to ask you about, because people, I get a lot of questions about prebiotics and probiotics. If someone is brand new and they're like, do I start with a prebiotic or do I start with a probiotic? What do you recommend for them? And actually, can you talk a little bit about probiotics?
1: Yeah, totally. So as you had already alluded to, I launched a line with Genuine Health. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the gut microbiome trio. And uh, in there, we have a probiotic. And I actually started giving Vienna a probiotic from pretty much days after she was born. I obviously wasn't giving her the Genuine Health chewable because she had no teeth <laughs> <bag. laughs> Yep. Yeah. So I was just giving her a powder. I was just putting it on. I was just putting it with like a tiny little bit of water. Um, or you could mix it with breast milk. And I was giving that to Vienna pretty early on um, just to support her microbiome because we know now that the, so to answer your question, I think a probiotic first and foremost, especially um, for babies can really help prevent things like uh, eczema um, can help prevent cradle cap um, can help prevent diaper rash. uh, All these sorts of like fungal things um, support their immune system And the microbiome in that first year is so critical because how it develops is going to impact, influence, sorry, whether they develop allergies, asthma, all of these different types of conditions that are chronic uh, today. So with children, I would say, I think a probiotic is good to start with. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why I like the multi-strains because we have multiple um, bacteria that live in our gut. Um, We have, you know, we have thousands, trillions of bacteria <laughs> that live in our gut. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we nourish them and a probiotic can be very helpful. And the strains that are in the genuine health kidney probiotic are all functional. So there's um, seven different strains and they've been specifically all chosen for their research for um, childhood health. So, Amazing. you know, it's not just like we throw in this strain because it's popular uh, it's because it's actually research evidence-based and same thing if you're deciding on taking a probiotic for yourself, um, you really want to do your research or, like, hire a practitioner like you, Lindsay. And you, <laughs> you, can suggest, uh, you can suggest what people take. But a probiotic is only as good as, like, if you're not eating a good diet, if you're eating garbage food, um, you know, a probiotics not really going to help you. So you want to be eating lots of plant foods. You don't have to be veg- vegetarian or vegan but lots of plant foods. So you get lots of prebiotics. And then if you want to take it to the next level, I think taking a prebiotic supplement can also be very, very beneficial.
0: Yeah. And have you noticed with that, uh, with Vienna that she gets sick um, far less than her classmates or other kids that might not be taking these same supplements? Well, I definitely noticed that when she does get sick, she
1: gets over her sickness very quickly So I would, it would worry me if she never got sick because being sick is a child getting sick is part of their immune system, learning and Mm -hmm. training. Um, So her, her immune system has to go through that. But, you know, for an example, like two weeks ago, I don't know if you can hear my voice. I have a cold right now, actually, because Vienna brings home like every term from, from school. (laughs) Uh, And she had a fever for like one day. And then was, and then went back to school the next day, literally, but the fever didn't manifest into anything, but obviously having a fever can be a really good sign because your body is Mm -hmm. fighting something. So um, it's hard to say, you know, when I hear, I talk to other parents, I definitely hear, you know, and some of my friends will, you know, tell me their kid was sick for like two weeks. That's definitely never happened to Vienna, Uh, but she definitely has had colds and I think she's had the stomach flu once, but, knock on wood, she's never been on antibiotics. And I'm sure if I was not as in the know as I am, she would have definitely been on them by now based on like the different colds that she's had. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, when we've taken her when we have taken her to the pediatrician, of course, they like to recommend um, antibiotics. That being said, my pediatrician isn't too pushy with stuff. But uh, it's a good I, one <laughs> yeah, I, she hasn 't been on antibiotics because I know like more often than not it 's just a virus, and obviously, if she needed to be on antibiotics, she would go on them, but i 'm just glad she hasn 't because that 's like a tsunami for your microbes like that 's the worst thing Thank yeah. you you know it 's just terrible like to for even for adults to take a course of antibiotics, it really does significantly wipe out your bacteria your bacteria, and now, if you only have to do one course of antibiotics, fine then it will take months to get your gut back to where it was before. But it's, you know, the multiple courses of uh, antibiotics that can be very damaging to the gut.
0: Well, it was, it's interesting you say that because I remember I think it was, I was 13 or 14, somewhere around that area. And I just kept getting recurrent bladder infections and it was awful. And I was on a different antibiotic every three weeks. And that probably persisted for about a year. And, uh, it, I didn't start getting better until first off I had to switch up what I was eating. And then second I started taking a probiotic, but it took yes. years for me to get there. Years. Oh yeah.
1: I bet. Yeah. It's not always like overnight. Right. Um, it can take a long time for your, to get your body back, um, to normal, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, a t- it's, it's a tough one too, with a UTI because it's not something you want to just
0: leave. Oh, <laughs> and it doesn't, yeah, I was going to say, it's not something that you want to experience for a little, or for a long while. It's no. Awesome.
1: Oh, I've had them before. It's funny. When I was in my 20s, I went through a time period where I was getting UTIs a lot. And um, I just remember that pain. Like, you never forget that pain. It's like horrifying.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know. I thought period pains was bad, but that's worse. (laughs)
1: No, it's way worse.
0: Yeah, try peeing peeing, um,
1: broken glass. That's basically what
0: it feels like. It, it feels, um, I, well, I haven't had a kidney stone, but I'm sure it feels something similar to that. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, you touched on a number of good things. And one of, uh, you get this question often, and I, I've heard you say it multiple times, but people always ask you whether you're vegan or vegetarian or what mm-hmm. do you eat? So I'm wondering if you can touch on the topic and maybe just walk us through a day of eating or what you ate yesterday. if It's a good reflection. I don't know if you're on the road or yeah, not. But, yeah, yeah. Um, what are some of the key components you look for when you're building a meal or a snack for yourself and for Vienna?
1: Yeah, so we definitely okay, so when I grocery shop, I always make sure like I buy all my produce. I shop for produce um probably a couple of times per week. I actually just really like grocery shopping and I don't I don't do these like <laughs> I don't do these massive bulk grocery shops cuz that's just not how I cook. Um I like the food to be really really fresh as possible. So I like to always have fresh produce, lots of different kinds of colors. Um, But I also make sure we have uh, lots of protein. So I'll go to the healthy butcher in Toronto and we'll stock up on, because the healthy butcher is great because they have a lot of, it's all organic or grass fed. So I don't think they sell any conventional chicken or any kind of red meat or fish. Um, The fish is either wild or it's organic farmed. So we stock up at the healthy butcher, I'd say every couple of weeks and we like freeze stuff. So when putting a meal together, um for myself or for Vienna I always make sure that she has something that's going to fill her up first of all because if I just give her for example if I just gave her strawberries for a snack she would pound those back she could pound back a pint of strawberries (laughs) in like less than five minutes and would be like okay what's next more snack so you know whenever (laughs) I give her fruit I have to give her something more satiating with that so she has to have some fat and some protein so, you know, I she loves, just like her dad, she loves cheese. So I do buy organic cheese. She does have some dairy. I'm cautious with the dairy because Vienna gets a really sore belly if she has um, cow-based uh, yogurt. Like, say if we're out somewhere, say we have, like, lunch some- or brunch out somewhere and we order... She orders granola with yogurt at a restaurant. She almost always has a bellyache. So I know that cow dairy bothers her, but cow dairy cheese. uh, And I also buy a lot of goat cheese and sheep cheese and she's fine with that. So for example, she's going to have a snack um, that I make sure she has some fat and protein or like if she's going to have some apples, I give it to her like with some almond butter. Once in a while, she has peanut butter. Cause she just like myself is actually a bit sensitive to peanut butter. When I introduced peanut butter to her, when she was a baby, she got a bit of eczema. So it's was like, Oh, okay. You're sensitive. Like I am <laughs> uh, because the same thing will happen to me. If I eat too much, even though
0: peanut butter is so delicious. I know I, my favorite right now though is cashew butter. Oh
1: yeah. Everyone, you know what? Oh. Some in of my office was saying they're like totally addicted to that. You know what? I gotta buy some cashew butter or just make I'm it, just- I guess.
0: Yeah, cashews, add a little bit of sea salt and vanilla or vanilla bean powder. Oh, oh that I, sounds I've had, really good. Yeah, I've given the recipe to a couple of clients of mine, and they'll send me a picture of their empty jar, and they're like, that's dangerous. <laughs> oh, my God, that off. sounds so good. <laughs> you know it's what? Really, I don't really think good. I've
1: ever made cashew butter. I've made cashew milk, but I don't think I've actually done cashew butter. That's a really good idea. I wonder if it's cheaper to do it than buy it. I have to oh, compare okay. now. I'm curious.
0: I, I think when I found it, because a couple people have tried it at Bulk Barn because it's just the cashews, which is great. Right. But then if you buy, I believe it's the nuts, nuts to you. Or, um, yeah. Yeah, nuts to you. I believe it's pretty pricey, but I just make it um, from scratch. But the, I remember if I roast the cashews, it's pretty quick. However, yeah. the times that I've tried to make raw almond butter, that takes about 20 minutes and my food processor does not like me at the end of it. Oh,
1: yeah. It gets all like heated up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely like roasted uh, nut and seed butters better from a taste perspective for sure like roasted almond butter oh my god
0: is like the most delicious thing ever (laughs) I'm playing around with some herb nut butters too right now like a salted rosemary and almond and oh that sounds good well, it's more um, more versatile. We're playing around with some recipes for Christmas, but when I was traveling in the states, they have I think you can buy these online and maybe at Winners, but Justin's has some of those um, two tablespoon servings of the nut butters, and I would just pack a couple of those sleeves with me, and I could eat them when we were um, traveling or when we were at, at trainings and stuff like that. And it was super oh, that's convenient. Smart. Yeah, but they um, nut butters, nut and sea butters, make phenomenal snacks, and they're so yeah. handy. But you're you're Such full for hours. Snack. Yeah, yeah. Totally.
1: So Vienna definitely has those kind of snacks at home, just obviously at school, it's like nut free. But those are I mean, similar to what she eats, like we, we eat very, very similar. Like we don't, I, it's very rare that she's having a separate dinner from Walker and I, I mean, there's once in a while when she when I know that she's really not going to be into what we're eating. (laughs) I'll have her try it. Um, but for the most part we always eat the same thing and I eat a big salad every single day nearly for lunch. Sometimes twice a day. I love having big salads for dinner. Like my favorite dinner is just like big huge salad with like a wicked dressing and some fish. Maybe some sweet potato with it. That's just like I just like to cook really simple. I don't I'm not one of these nutritionists or people who cook who like to slave all day. I really (laughs) it's not something I enjoy. So I like coming home. This is why we shop at the healthy butcher because I get stocked up on all my proteins. And like right now um, I have some salmon that I had frozen from last week. I have it sitting in the sink thawing. So when I come home from the office tonight, I'll pop that in the oven, 18 minutes it's done. Vienna loves fish (laughs) and uh, I'll cook something else up with it. Maybe I'll saute up some zucchini uh, with a bit of like grass fed butter or some ghee. And then we'll have some sort of other vegetable. Vienna's really into just, like, I buy frozen organic broccoli, and I just pour hot water over it to thaw it. And yeah. she, like, loves that. I'm like, okay, that's not really my favorite way to eat broccoli. But she's she's definitely into it. And today for breakfast, it was, like, a bit rushed. Um, so I had I actually made some sweet potato protein muffins. Ooh. so. Them. Yeah, so I, had a, I, I made them like mini size. So I had a couple of those and I put like some sun butter on them and now I'm having like a hazelnut uh, tea latte. Oh, that sounds
0: good too. And you're known for your lattes. you yeah, love my tea lattes. London Lottes. Fog. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love <laughs> a good London Fog. I love tea. Well, and it's interesting because I, I have a couple more questions for you. And if you can touch on, because I know you don't drink a lot of co- well, caffeine at all unless yeah. there's a little bit in tea. Um, and I distinctly remember I think it was I came to one of your book presentations at the Kitchener Farmers Market, and yeah. Oh I think, yeah. yeah. And then I, I think Walker got an americano, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, do I have a sip?" No. And then you didn't sleep too well. I remember the night before. Oh, <laughs> I, I remember you made black bean brownies, and uh, you oh, had yeah. cacao nibs and cacao, and you're like, "Don't eat them before bed." <laughs> yeah, so true. So I'm wondering if you can touch on a little bit about your experience first off with caffeine, and you know, is it the benefits of it, and if someone is. Um, well, the two types of people that can essentially metabolize caffeine. So ways to use it and ways to avoid it.
1: Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because this is where it's a little ironic is that I actually, I've done those, one of those DNA tests and genet, oh, sorry, the, genetic tests, 23andMe. Yes, okay. And it told me that I can, I can metabolize caffeine. So I'm like, WTF, <laughs> this makes no sense because I actually don't like if I have I I can't I love the smell of coffee and I would totally drink it but it just makes me feel awful like if I had a coffee right now I probably would not sleep till three in the morning now it could also be because I've I've just I don't I've like lost my tolerance for it right I just Mm -hmm. I just hardly ever drink caffeine but yeah some people detox it, metabolize it very effectively and some people don't um the funny thing is I am supposed to you know, detox it very effectively. And Walker did the DNA. T- he did the Geniva test too. And he's the opposite of me yet. He can have an espresso and go to sleep. So I don't know. Um, Those people amaze definitely- me. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, especially considering his genetics say that he shouldn't be able to do that. So it is kind of interesting when you, when you look at it that way, but there are absolutely benefits to coffee. I mean, it is a rich source of antioxidants there are even benefits of caffeine, but there's also a lot of drawbacks. Um, for someone like me, it makes me feel very anxious. Um, it doesn't make my digestive system feel good. Uh, you know, I don't think coffee is great for people who aren't eating well because, A, it's, you know, it stimulates your digestive system. It makes you go pee. So you're losing a lot of minerals. If it's making you, if it's stimulating a bowel movement, then it's probably emptying, I'm emptying your bowels. Too quickly, and therefore you may not be absorbing your nutrients um, as effectively. So, I think I don't think coffee is bad. I think it depends on the person. I think Mm -hmm. it really depends on their own uh, their own constitution and how how they feel. Like people who are anxious and people who do not sleep well should not be
0: drinking coffee. Period is what I think. And one of the things I loved about your, your first book, um, so Joy's health, Joy's detox, and you have a third one coming out as well. The first one was, uh, you actually talked about how to do a coffee detox. Yes. So how, how to wean back. And what I liked about it is you don't, you're not black and white of start one day with, you know, your four cups of coffee and then cut it out by tomorrow and just brave it out. Um, but I, I like how you gradually reduce it. But one of the underlying themes of it is you're trying to get your real energy back. And a lot of people who are drinking so much coffee, if they're running off of pseudo energy or fake energy and and they don't really know. And I find it interesting because there, sometimes people will come to me and they're taking a pre-workout and they don't associate that with being caffeine. Um, and they don't, they don't think about it in the same light as coffee. And right. I'll ask them when they're working out. And they're having, if it's a Mr. Hyde, um, which is probably the grossest pre-workout of all. Um, what is or, that? I don't
1: even know what that is.
0: Mr. Hyde is a pre-workout that has 400 milligrams of caffeine per scoop. What? Yeah. That's
1: insane. Oh my God. So, I think I'd have a heart attack.
0: <laughs> well, I think some people have, but the, one of the reasons why I left personal training was because um, I remember distinctly one morning, um, one of the trainers came up to me and it was, I think four thirty or five thirty in the morning. And he's like, yep, running off the two and a half scoops of pre-workout right now. And that's how they Whoa. would, that's how they would run their days. Um, so when I ask them, I'm like, okay, what are, like, what are you having? When are you having it? And they're like, oh, I'm taking Mr. Hyde at 7 p.m. at night, and I'm not sleeping until 2. What? Um, mm-hmm. So now I think I have a, a a deeper appreciation for the guys at the gym now who always look so serious and so yeah. focused <laughs> because they're so razzled. <laughs> wow. That's so, insane.
1: But um, I, I, I see people who do that. You just can't keep that up. You might be able to in your 20s, but you know what? You, your body is going to – your body's going to battle you on that one eventually, mm-hmm. and, and you will lose the battle. Um, and, well, so,
0: yeah. One of the other challenges, too, um, and you know this. I'm in school at the moment, but the, the people who are in my program with me, we're, we're located in Hamilton right across from the first Tim Hortons. And okay. there is not a person in my school that does not have a Tim Hortons cup in their hand when they walk in really? the Really? But yes, everyone is exhausted and everyone is running off of coffee and not good food either. So, it, so what are you
1: running off of? How do you get by?
0: I I do a bulletproof coffee and I make it at home. Oh, that's a and good then idea. i good mm-hmm, And then I bring my um, I bring my smoothie with me and my lunch and my snacks and things like that. And then I I usually because we're be, we're on the table so much and we're we're doing manipulations and we're, we're I'm trying mm-hmm. to focus. I am someone who doesn't do while well having a breakfast. I like to do the bulletproof coffee, and then I'll do a big lunch and a big dinner. Um, yep. and that's just so I can stay attentive in class. But it um, it amazes me because there's there's no real off period, and I've talked to my classmates about this too. Of they'll continue to run on this this coffee loop, and it's continuous for four or five years long, and there's no break for the program. And I'm your adrenals are going to hate you at the end oh, of the program yeah, or fried. Mm hmm. So and one of the things, too, that I I love about you and you can tell when you don't have a ton of caffeine is you are so energetic. Ninety five percent of the time, because I'm sure you have some crashes every once in a while. When yeah, for sure. You're like the crashes. But um, <laughs> that's the the good thing is It's sustainable energy. But you also can appreciate your body's, uh, you know, signals and symptoms of when it's time to go to bed, when it's time to rest totally. or, or take some time off.
1: Do you know what? I absolutely hate it when I feel too wired at night. Like that doesn't happen very often. Um, I really love the feeling of being really tired at like nine, nine thirty. 30. I mean, I don't go to bed right then, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, I know I've had a productive day. I've had a good workout. I haven't abused my body with like, you know, too much caffeine from my tea or whatever. And like that, I don't know. I just love that feeling of like getting into bed at like 10,
0: 15 and like being able to actually go to sleep hmm And there's, now I wanted to ask you, cause there's a couple more questions I have, but for your, do you have a daily routine, whether it be a morning routine or an evening routine, or I also call them non-personal uh, non-negotiables. And it's something that you do every single day for yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. I would say breakfast is the number one thing. Um, you know, we go through, we go through phases where we're like a smoothie family. And uh. I'd say like the first, I'd say like there was a couple of years, um, with Vienna that we were like smoothies every morning. We've been taking a little bit of a break, um, but having breakfast together as a family, we all sit down together, except um, sometimes Walker isn't here in the morning because sometimes he likes to work out in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not always here, but most mornings I would say the three of us sit down and have our breakfast together. So that is definitely a non-negotiable. And then it, and then walking through the park with Vienna, taking her to school that is definitely, I mean, today we didn't cause it was like really raining, <laughs> but, um, that is that like that walk in the morning, like really sets the stage for the day. Like I know today I'm going to feel a bit weird all day because I didn't have that morning walk. Um, but going again, <clears throat> get, just getting outside in nature. That's something I absolutely do every single day. And another ritual I have that I have in the evening is drinking tea. As you know, I'm a huge tea lover yeah. So, I have like my full array of caffeine free teas um, that I drink in the evening. I also drink teas in the morning too. And I just love that ritual of making a tea at night when it's dark outside and sitting down on the couch and um, either just chatting with Walker or we'll watch a movie or we'll watch something funny because we really like um, stand up comics and we, <laughs> we love like Trevor Noah and John Oliver. We love all those like late night shows, but we we, yeah. um, we PVR them or whatever you call it. So we we uh, don't have to watch them like at 11 p.m. at night because I can't stay awake that late. Mm-hmm. So those are those are some of the I'd say the non-negotiables. But food, it definitely like centers around food, like food has to be. It's definitely a priority. It's how I stay feeling good and energized. Um, and I do everything I can to make sure I can, you know, stay somewhat routine with that.
0: Yeah. And one of the, one of the other approaches that I like for you, and you've talked about this number of times is how you approach calories, because I think it's a, it's a completely different mindset from what dietitians or or other nutritionists are doing where, and especially online right now, there's this whole craze of if it fits your macros. And (laughs) I appreciate it to an extent if it's whole healthy foods and you're, you have a specific training goal or you have a specific weight loss goal and you, you're someone who really likes seeing the numbers of things, but when it comes to food, what is your approach and what do you, what are you teaching Vienna? So what are you trying to instill in her?
1: Yeah. I just, okay. So when it comes to what I eat, I definitely don't count calories. Um, I eat kind of what I feel like. Um, we definitely don't eat junk food, very, very little processed food. I would say no processed food really. I mean, the most processed food I would have is like Neil brother's, tortilla chips,
0: (laughs) which I don't know how, like,
1: how, I mean, I guess that's a packaged food, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But But my approach is like whole foods. I eat whole foods. Um, I don't subscribe to any diet whatsoever. Uh, With Vienna, you know, I don't like force her to eat foods. Like if she just really, you know, honestly she could eat pasta and pizza for the rest of her life. She would be happy, but I
0: try (laughs) not to. She sounds like Walker.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She's exactly like her dad. But I try not to make her feel like there's no food that's like bad. Um, however, she does know, she does know that dairy upsets her, her tummy and she, you know, she knows that mommy does eat like mostly gluten-free. Um, and if I am having bread as often like a sourdough and she knows she'll like ask if something is gluten-free, it's the most hilarious thing ever. And I'm like, no, 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 Vienna, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but I just don't want to create any like food fear with her. Like she, I feel like she is, she eats like a lot of different foods and doesn't really have, you know, she has like her likes and her dislikes, but that's one thing I'm always so cognizant of. I just don't want her to have food fear. I just want her to be aware of how food makes her feel. Like she, it's so hilarious when we go to, I always take her grocery shopping with me when I can and we'll like walk past like candy and stuff. And she'll say, mommy, that's sugar. Sugar is no good for me, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, you know how it makes you feel. So if you, you know, want to have a gummy bear, you you know how it makes you feel. So because she get becomes like a wild maniac, and mm-hmm. she has like any kind of refined sugar. So I'm, I was like, oh god. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, she she the good thing is that she knows that certain foods make her feel a certain way, and what foods make her feel good, and what foods make her feel bad physically. So I think at four years old, that's pretty good. But I never want her to think like, oh, I can't have my birthday cake because it's full of sugar. No, she has her birthday cake and then she becomes a crazy mess, (laughs) Um, you know, several or a few hours after. And that's just that's just life. That's what you know, that's what happens.
0: Yeah. And I think I love how you're teaching Vienna to fear fear no food. Um, I think it's a good way of saying it because I think that a lot of times, um, kids will see their parents diet or they'll hear totally. mom talk about, yeah, needing to lose weight or what they're avoiding or how many calories they're eating. And it just starts to instill the the mindset of, I have to be so cautious about my weight growing up. Um, and yes. that's, that's sad. Oh,
1: it's so important. And you know what? Growing up, my mom never, ever, I can't think of one time that my, my mom ever, A, went on a diet oh, or B, I love that said that she needed to lose weight or ever cared about her age I feel so lucky and mm-hmm. I think that's why you know a lot of people be like oh I'm so sure sh- I had no idea you were in your 40s like uh and i I don't know it just doesn't bother me I feel sure I'm in my 40s but I feel <laughs> I feel much younger I, I feel great but I think you know with Vienna I am so aware of my language with her You know, especially, like, in the morning when I'm getting dressed, I'll, like, look in the mirror, specifically when I know she's looking at me, and I'll be like, I look really great today. Uh, So I really want to, you know, I really want her to feel good in her own skin. And, and, uh, yeah, so that's that's definitely something that's on
0: my mind. That's so, so important. And I think, uh, well... I, I love that. And I think you talked about that in your, your book too, about just like facing yourself in the mirror and giving yourself confidence and just starting to create yes. a, a habit out of that as well. Um, but that's so, so important. And there's one other point that I was going to mention. It was, um, oh, it was, oh yes. No one knows your age because you also look super, super youthful and young, Joy. You have, I wish that they could see the picture of you um, that I'll post on Instagram um, once the uh, once the podcast is released. But <laughs> you have the most healthy, thick, stunning hair and skin.
1: Oh, and thank
0: you. Yeah. Every, every time my mom, when, um, when she picked up your book, because this was, this was at the height of my eating disorder, she found um, you, both you and Megan. She oh, loved your amazing. book because she's like, Lindsay, this is what healthy looks like. And uh, it, yeah, it took a little while for me to come to, to realize that that's what healthy looks like. Um, but yeah, that's how we found you and you look so healthy and amazing yourself. So you, <laughs> a couple yeah, of years later. <laughs>
1: should, yeah, you should be so proud of like how you've come how far you've come and now you're helping people which is so amazing because I think people who have gone through their own healing journey are really the best healers out there because
0: they have been there. And I've had so many conversations with girls who've asked, you know, what school have they gone to because they want to do the the same thing. And I I think back to when I first found you and you're the reason why I got into this career in in terms of helping and serving and um, and helping others heal um, through a holistic approach. And uh, I want to say a huge thank you because you've been nothing shy of a, a role model and a mentor and just someone who is always a ray of sunshine and joy to be around.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: So I feel incredible. the same about
1: you. You are like a ray of sunshine yourself. So <laughs> but
0: like you gl- attracts
1: like. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. I think it's, um, who is it? Tim, is it Tim Ferriss? It says you're the, the, some, uh, some of the five people you spend the most time around. And oh
1: yeah, so true.
0: Even though I don't get to see you in person, I listen to the podcast and uh, I, I do that for a couple others as well. And I feel like I spend a lot of time with them. So I think that's one of the ways, too, that you can become so much more positive and um, just have a, a different approach to things because you're, sure. you're so happy. So one last thing that I want to leave off one. Uh, do you have a couple tips for increasing your energy and promoting joyous health? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd say one of the first things you can do to increase
1: your energy is stop eating sugar. Yep. (laughs) Um, I used to be, you know, I'm a recovered, fully recovered sugar addict. (laughs) And, uh, you know, just like people can get in that vicious cycle of coffee. um, I think a lot of people are still caught up in that vicious sugary cycle, refined carbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you break free from that, Uh, you realize how good your energy is and how good the body is designed to feel uh, just when you stop, you, you, you know, reduce something. Um, I would also say, you know, I think a really important aspect of wellness is being outside in nature. uh, And that's a really great way to boost your energy, especially if you're feeling sluggish and just kind of not very happy about life. Um, I don't think it's I feel like it's impossible, like go into a forest and go for a hike and just feel terrible. It's mm-hmm. like automatically mood, mood boosting, just being outside in nature really does um, help us produce more serotonin when we're exercising in nature. So I think being outside of nature is so key for happiness, and so key um, for our energy. And also and the third thing I would say is um, disconnecting from technology more often yes. can be a really great way to boost your energy uh, you know something i just did this morning um this is something new for me is um i have a macbook and i turned off my um whenever obviously walker and i interview someone for our podcast we always turn off our notifications mm-hmm. and i find that having iMessage on my computer when i'm working is like so disruptive and i finally just this morning i'm like you know what I'm going to turn off notifications every time I'm in the office so I cannot be disturbed. And so I think, I think, you know, less technology is a great way to just feel better. And then that, you know, in and of itself can really boost your energy.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, that's important too, especially because we've talked a lot about kids and, and, and not only what to feed them, but how, how to instill a certain mindset when it comes to, to health and food. Um, and I think that part of the conversation also needs to be around technology and the use of social media and, you yes. know, what you're seeing online isn't a real picture of, you know, what healthy and whole looks like. You can, you know, you can see a model, but you don't know if she's eating anything. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's so true. And one thing that I love about you is you get the same joy online as you do offline, as you do in person. You're it's, there's no differentiation between obviously you share um, less or more, you know, in terms of your personal life, but there's no camera on camera off joy. It's just the same like, ray of well, I feel joy. Like
1: that would be so much work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to like be these different persons that being said, like when I do a segment on city line or whatever, I definitely have to, I feel like I have to like amp it up.
0: Because they the always say,
1: <laughs> you know, they always say, like, on TV, like, your energy has to be, like, super sky high in mm-hmm. order to just be pretty good. So that's the only time that I feel like I have to be even more, like, uppity. Um, but, yeah, for the – yeah, I just – I think just being yourself is, is the best thing to be. It's just the easiest way to live your life and the most authentic way to live your life is to be the same person that you are, the same person that people see online, um,
0: yeah. as, as you are in person. Exactly. And I think you actually, you tied in beautifully to the the last point that I was going to ask you. And I used to send, um, a prep question to people that I was interviewing and it's, do you have any saying a quote or a phrase that you like to live by? Um, so I it could be anything mine's if yeah. not now when, but Jay, anything that you like to, to live by, what's your mantra?
1: Yeah. You know what? I love quotes so much. I just love words because mm-hmm. I think, cause I love writing. Um, and, I and you're really, good at it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, one that I really like, I have it um, hanging on my desk is energy flows where attention goes. Yes. And I think this is so true for like everything, every aspect of your life. Um, when you put attention to something, energy will flow there. And when you put energy, to some, energy into something, you will have better attention with it. So I
0: think that's a good, a good thing to, love, uh, to live by. Oh, I love that. And that's such a um, such a perfect way to uh, to end on and on a really positive note too. And you're, like, I, I tell you this all the time. You are absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for being um, such a willing oh, guest thanks, to come Lindsay. on.
1: So are oh. you. So are you. It's and, a little love fest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if someone wants to find more about you, you are super active on Instagram at Joyous Health. And yeah. you also have a blog as well that you're publishing. Is it once a week, twice a week?
1: Uh, a couple times a week. Sometimes it's three times a week. Um, yeah, awesome. so com. Um, we have a newsletter there and um, obviously I have cookbooks and my third cookbook comes out later this year. It's called yeah. the Joyce cookbook. Um, I can't wait. Thank you. And it's available for pre-order right now, which I'm yes. really thrilled about. My mom ordered it already. <laughs> oh, amazing. Make sure your mom gets the, the pre-order bundle thing. You get six recipes to try oh.
0: when you pre-order it. I don't know if she knew, knew that. I will let her know. Yeah, I'll send you. If she doesn't know, I'll send you the link for it. Okay. Sounds great. And then you also have the podcast as well. You're, you started season two.
1: Yes. Just started season two of the Joyce Health podcast. I'm, it's something that Walker and I do together and it's just really enjoyable. I'm really liking it. Um, I just really love, you know, it's a mix of like, it's a mix of people we interview and then just us having discussions about topics that we're
0: excited about. Um, yeah. So I think it's like a good mix of the two. And it just feels like you're just listening to a conversation between the two of you. It's great. But it's also implementable tips that you can, um, you know, take action on today, which is great. Oh,
1: good. I'm happy to hear that.
0: Yeah. And then the last thing that you have is the Joyce Health Business School, which is currently in session. Um, Yeah. So the Joyce Health Business
1: Program, we run it once a year. And it's a 12-week online program for wellness entrepreneurs to create, like, an amazing kick-ass business.
0: Mm Mm-hmm like yours, which is amazing. So I will will take everything in the show notes below. And then you can find Joy on Instagram at joyoushealth and uh, at joyoushealth.com for her website and her amazing blog and videos and links will be included in the show notes below. So thank you, Joy. Thank you. Thank you once again for sticking to the very end and for just hearing out the episode. I know that these episodes are long, but they're packed with nutrition-dense information and the most important... Positive and the inspiring and motivational speakers and people that I know. So, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. Like I said, you can find Joy at joyoushealth.com, but you can also find her on her blog, YouTube, Instagram at joyoushealth, and you can also find her on Pinterest. She is all over the place. She is in major bookstores, chapters, in indigo, and you can buy her books on Amazon. So, Joyous Health, Joyous Detox, and the Joyous Cookbook. If you haven't already, make sure that you're joined the Healthy Essentials podcast. Um, Again, rating and review crew is what I'm going to call you guys. Just that you do leave your love note so that other people can help find us. Be sure to join the Healthy Essentials Facebook group. All of the links that you need are down below. I am so excited to welcome you to the community and to essentially be a bigger part of your life. I hope that you take everything that Joy has taught us and shared with us in today's episode so that you can go in and out and live a more healthy, joyous, and vibrant life. I am wishing you all the best and I hope that you have an incredible day.